welcome, welcome, welcome. Ha! It's the In My View podcast, and we're back again with another episode. This is the review of game week number six. Of course, this is where we review three games, and this is where we have the results for the My View versus yours. Also, you know it's a Tuesday, so we got to talk about the player of the week and the bullshit of the week. That's coming up later in the podcast. So, I want to thank everybody who is listening. I want to give you all, again, so every, every episode thing, I want to share my appreciation for you guys taking the time out to listen to me. You can always follow the podcast on Instagram, at In My View Podcast. You can share your comments on Instagram like most persons have been doing. And yeah, just keep the feedback going. Let me know what you guys are thinking. Let me know what you agree with me on. And let me know what you don't agree with me on. Right? So without further ado, let's get into the results of game week number six. Um, Villa versus Leeds. Leeds came away with a 3-0 victory. A hat-trick from Mr. Patrick Bamford. Now they're calling him Mr. Atrick Bamford. Very good game. Very good second goal from, from Bamford. I thought Leeds was too much for Aston Villa. The movement, the pressing, the pace, the, 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 the energy, the fitness levels of these Leeds players is off the charts. And it is showing how they basically, when I say run over opponent, I mean that literally and figuratively. I mean they run from, from their warming up, they're running until warm down time, they're still running. So this Leeds team is just showing that hard work is 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 what they is what they're all about and they can play. So we're seeing where Leeds are are destroying opponents and they have definitely destroyed Aston Villa. Um the next game we we I'm looking at now is Pool, Liverpool versus Sheffield United. Liverpool came away with a 2-1 victory. Not the best performance from Liverpool, but we know they're a quality team. Um they're without Van Dyke and you see that even without Van Dyke, they scrape a victory. And that's what the good teams do. You don't play well and you get a victory. Manu Chelsea, that was a nil-all draw. I was talk about that game further down. Fulham Palace, 2-1. Zaha had a brilliant game. He, he had a goal that I thought was a lit, it was a legit goal. And, and VAR didn't check it, check it out. That goal, um, they say, was offside. But I don't know why that goal wasn't checked. But he had an assist for the first goal. Brilliant no-look pass from Zaha. West Ham versus City. West Ham under David Moyes is showing that yo, they, they are starting to string some results together against the big teams. I mean, the way they play, the pace of Antonio. Antonio scored a brilliant goal in that game. Um, West Ham looking good. City, on the other hand, they are not creating as much chances as they normally create. Um, Aguero, who was my FBL captain, Came off at half-time injured, so worrying signs for City. But with Kevin De Bruyne getting back into the mix um, for the weeks to come, I think they, they, they will overcome this slow start to the season. Arsenal versus Leicester was a tactical game, I thought. I will get into that game further down in the podcast. Leicester, Jamie Vardy providing that win for them 1-0. Wolves versus Newcastle. Was a one-all draw. Newcastle getting up a goal there from the free kick. I thought it was a brilliantly executed free kick from that player. Curl it around the wall. Um, 
right into the into the into the into the post. The keeper had no chance of getting that goal, even though, of getting that ball, even though he, he, he touched it. Um, Southampton versus Everton. Well, the wheels on the Everton train. Maybe this is the point where they're slowing down. I said that I will not take them into serious consideration until I see a consistent consistency from them like winning the first um four games yes that's all good and well but we have seen teams win start off with a bang and then slow up injuries and such get into the team um i thought southampton pressed them played them well danny ings was all over the pitch um we saw nothing on the creative side from everton burnley versus spurs i will get into this game further we saw where the kane and and, and sang they, they they sang again Brilliant harmony, linking up with each other, right on the on on, on the playlist, and getting a, a a goal there, song assisted by Kane again, and Brighton versus West Brom. That was ah uh, that was a, a decent game to watch. They played out to a, a one-all draw. Let's get down to the game that was supposed to be the game of the week, the big game of the week. That was Manchester United versus Chelsea. For all who have been listening to the podcast, you know that Manchester United is my is my team. As I've talked about dropping Paul Pogba and using Brute and using Fred and Scott McTominay as the defensive as the, the midfield shield in front of this very poor defense line. Um, my thoughts from that game is that it was a game that none of the coaches wanted to lose. They were basically they basically set up the team to say, "Listen, let's keep a clean sheet, and if we grab a goal, we grab a goal." So there was not a lot in the game. But definite talking point of that game was that Ari Maguire blatantly fouled um, Aspilicueta. And I think Chelsea should have had a penalty. I don't know what VAR is doing. Well, I thank them. But I can't lie to myself and say that was not a penalty. That was a clear penalty. Chelsea should have had a penalty there. And I think that VAR needs to look into these things. I am happy that they didn't get it, but at the end of the day, the facts is the facts. They should have got a penalty. It was clear for everybody to see that that was a clear penalty. But once again, I thought the game plan, it was a tactical game in a, in a sense where both teams didn't, didn't overexert themselves. They didn't open up to, to, to anybody because Chelsea know that if they open up, Manchester United is devastating on the counter-attack. And Manchester United know that, listen, Kai Averts and Pulisic and all these players, you can't allow them space and time to, to move with the ball. So every time Kai Averts or Pulisic or one of them get the ball, that was that was Fred pinching in, biting in, all the evening. So I thought later down in the game, seeing that Manchester United was at home, I thought we should have gone for the game. When I saw we put on Paul Pogba, Mason Greenwood and um, Cavani, who had his movement, Cavani in the box is impressive. He, he, he had a brilliant chance to finish and I thought I was flying into the, into the goal until that, that block from Thiago Silva, brilliant defensive block from Thiago Silva in order to stop, in order to get Nam, in order to block that goal. So I thought Cavani was impressive. I think when he's fit and definitely can play 90 minutes, I, I think he should be a starter in this Manchester United team because he, he offers something different than what... Martial offer up front. Of course, we know Cavani can hold up the ball and he has the movement in the box. So if the ball gets into the box, he can finish. So, Ole Gunnar definitely have a lot of uh, things on his mind right now thinking about. He's already under pressure for not playing Tils and Van der Beek and now he has a forward who is guaranteed goals. So, 
he needs to use his squad he definitely needs to start playing his best players so definitely there's pressure on Ole Gunnar now to play these players because we have seen glimpses of them we have seen that listen these players can play and they are pushing for a starting spot so Ole Gunnar definitely have to look into that Frank Lampard on the other hand would be looking and saying that Mendy that goalkeeper he had a few brilliant save I thought that save from he made two saves from Washford one that was curling to the far post and he just he flew in the air and, and picked that one out and I thought um that one on one that Rashford had slightly on a angle outside of the box it was a I thought he closed on the handle very well and just made a brilliant save I thought if Kepa was keeping for Chelsea would definitely have at least a 2 0 victory at Mendy is impressive in goal, I, I must say. I like what he gives them. He gives them the defense a, a kind of confidence in know that listen, even if a shot do come off, I, I have the ability to save them. And I think he's a brilliant organizer. He seems like a, a, a goalkeeper who talks a lot. I don't know if he speaks English, but whatever language he's speaking, the Chelsea backline is definitely hearing. And they have had two clean sheets versus Manchester United and Sevilla, so they will feel comfortable now and be looking to, to 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 push on from that so chelsea got what they came for i thought they came for a clean sheet and a, a, a draw I, thought, I think that chelsea definitely they didn't open up as much to say they were pushing for the victory so i think both coaches would would appreciate this draw and looking to build from that the next game i'm talking about is lesser city versus arsenal i, I thought the tactics from brandon rogers was brilliant brendan rogers i thought this the, the tactics from him was brilliant he, he had injuries in his team and I think he, he picked his team and he knew that, listen, Arsenal lack creativity and that's very ironic because they refused to use Mesut Ozil who is the, the, clearly the best creative, creative player they have at Arsenal. The, this player, Sabayos, I, I, I don't see what the buzz is about him. They're, they're not creating enough Arsenal and I think I saw, I don't know, I think I saw something where they are way down in terms of creating chances for their forward to score which is why players like Aubameyang and well when you're playing for a team that doesn't create a lot of chances you have to take the chances that they create and I thought Lacazette was very poor in this game I thought he had a chance yes he scored and there was debate whether or not he um Shaka was blocking blocking um Smichael I thought he was I thought he was interfering with play you don't have to definitely stand up right in front of a keeper, but the ball was coming right across Shaka. So definitely he, he the keep he would have been blindsided, blindsiding the keeper, which is why Smichael moved to try to get a different look. But VAR, I agree with VAR saying that that, that was not a little, not a goal. So I know the Arsenal fans will be will be trying to get at me right now saying oh no that was a clear goal but I don't think so I think that the referee made the right call there and also Arsenal they need to start looking into the players that are there it's all good and well cussing the coach but the players that are there needs looking into I don't think they they, 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 they move a lot I don't think they're, 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 they're creative enough I don't think well, you can blame the creativity on the coach, meaning that the coach's tactics is not allowing players to be free. Because I don't think if you're playing a 4-3-3, you definitely need Thomas Parley and Shaka. So one of them has to has to drop out. But I don't know which one the Arsenal coach will drop out. But Arsenal needs something. They need a bit of magic. They need a bit of creativity. They are not creating enough. And when they do create, the fouls are not taking the chances. 
Um, this Arsenal team is 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 is, is not special. It's, it's it's not special. I'm I'm very sorry. And besides Aubameyang, you can't rely on anybody to even if they create a chance to, to score it to take it. it. There's no one you can rely on. Whether coming off the bench, Pepe coming off the bench is is a seventy million dollar worth worth of rubbish, in my view. Um, so Arsenal definitely need to. Artists I need to get to this trading ground and try to allow the team to play with more freedom. Um, back to Leicester City now. I thought when Jamie Vardy came on, I thought the tactics again from Brendan was brilliant. He was saying, listen, keep me Nilal to 60 minutes and then I can send on Vardy and then I will open up and test this Arsenal defence. And I thought they, they did that. They did that brilliantly. When Vardy came on, you saw that it was a spark in the, in the, in the Leicester City team. I thought Arsenal did not adjust sufficiently to realize that this is what he plays on his shoulder he wants space in behind unless as an arsenal pushed up gave him the space that they wanted behind and he hurt them definitely Vardy came on brilliant 30 minutes and basically won the game for lesser city the next team i want to speak about or the next game i want to speak about is burnley versus spurs and i won't talk a lot about burnley i'm going to talk about the spurs team and i think i did say i have them as a top four challenge i did say they're going to finish in the top four and you're seeing where Jose Mourinho has this team playing Jose Mourinho type football. Jose Mourinho is having them working hard defensively, trying not to concede goals because he know that listen, if I have Bale and I have if I have Bale and I have Lucas Moore and I have Harry Kane and Song, we can score goals. So if we go into every game and don't concede more than one more than one goal. We will win games. So that's what Jose Mourinho is thinking. I think that's what he's telling the players. And you're seeing that they're feeding off this energy. They are definitely fighting for, 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 for a, a, a top spot. Kane and Sang again. Trust me, this is, a, this is very dangerous. It's very threatening in the league. And I think that Sang is looking like he has, his, his game has gone up a notch. Kane and definitely adding more things to his game. So this first team is very dangerous. And people need to look out for them with these results. Um, these results that are not consistent, teams are not consistent in terms of winning and, 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 and things like that. Anything going around of say six or seven victories will put out their hand and, and, and try to say, listen, I'm staking a claim for this for this trophy. So I think Spurs can go on a run. So we'll see. We'll definitely see. So this is the point of the of the podcast where most persons are interested in and this is my player of the week and definitely being consistent with what has been happening anytime a player scores a attribute you have no choice but to give them the player of the week award so i'm going with mr atrick bamford for the player of the week following the footstep of calbert lewin scoring a attribute and and also song all these players i've got and salah scored attribute got player of the week so Mr. Bamford, you are this week's player of the week. And the bullshit of the week goes to none other than, no other than, Mr. Alexandre Lacazette. Lacazette is definitely, should be playing for, for, for a mid-table team like Newcastle or, or one of those teams. I don't think he's good enough to, to, be, to be playing for Arsenal Football Club. He misses chances. Is the point man in, 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 in these attacks. He, I don't know. 
I don't know. Maybe it's something personal I have against him. Well, I, I don't really... I don't think I have anything personal against Lacazette. But I just think that he's not a very good player. And I've said this before on this podcast. Lacazette is poor. And when you're playing for a team that doesn't create chances, you need to score the chances that they create. And that is why Lacazette is this week. Bullshit of the week. So, the results for the year views versus mine... Um. We have seen where I was challenged by Mr. Wushum on Twitter. He's sending his results. And um, we all, we both got four games out of the ten, right? So, it's a draw. And um, I'm now leading the listeners by 4-1. So, definitely, the, the standing right now is four wins to me, a draw, and a defeat. So, Anybody that wants to take me on for game week 7, please submit your results on Twitter. You, you can message me if you want to. Submit your, 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 submit your predictions on Twitter. Message me if you want to. Get up, challenge me, try to beat me. It has been a rough season for predictions. But hey, if you can predict five, you definitely beat me because I don't think I've predicted more than five results this <laughs> this season so far. So try your luck. We'll see. So that has been another episode of the In My View podcast. Thanks to everyone that has been listening. Thanks to everyone that has been commenting, sharing their views. So remember to follow on Twitter, In My View podcast, and get the interaction going. Do you agree with my play of the week? Do you agree with the bullshit of the week? Send in your predictions for the next game week. That has been the In My View podcast. Good night, everyone.